together at Hailsham. The fact that we knew and remembered things that no one else did. It's ever since then, I suppose, I started seeking out for my donors people from the past. And whenever I could, people from Hailsham. There have been times over the years when I've tried to leave Hailsham behind, when I've told myself I shouldn't look back so much. But then there came a point where I just stopped resisting. It had to do with this particular donor I had once in my third year as a carer. It was his reaction when I mentioned I was from Hailsham. He had just come through his third donation. It hadn't gone well. And he must have known he wasn't going to make it. He could hardly breathe. But he looked towards me and said, Hailsham, I bet that was a beautiful place. Then the next morning when I was making conversation to keep his mind off it all, and I asked where he'd grown up, he mentioned some place in Dorset and his face beneath the blotches went into a, a completely new kind of grimace. And I realised then how desperately he didn't want to be reminded. Instead he wanted to hear about Hailsham. So over the next five or six days, I told him whatever he wanted to know and he'd lie there all hooked up, a gentle smile breaking through. He'd ask me about the big things and the little things, about our guardians, about how we each had our own collection chests under our beds, the football, the rounders, the little path that took you all round the outside of the main house, round all its nooks and crannies, the duck pond, the food. The view from the art room over the fields on a foggy morning. Sometimes he'd make me say things over and over. Things I'd told him only the day before he'd ask about like I'd never told him. Did you have a sports pavilion? Which guardian was your special favourite? At first I thought this was just the drugs, but then I realised his mind was clear enough. What he wanted was not just to hear about Hailsham but to remember Hailsham, just like it had been his own childhood. He knew he was getting close to completing, and so that's what he was doing, getting me to describe things to him so they'd really sink in, so that maybe during those sleepless nights, with the drugs and the pain and the exhaustion, the line would blur between what were my memories and what were his. That was when I first understood, really understood, just how lucky we'd been. Tommy, Ruth... Me, all the rest of us. Driving around the country now, I still see things that will remind me of Hailsham. I might pass the corner of a misty field, or see part of a large house in the distance as I come down the side of a valley, even a particular arrangement of poplar trees up on a hillside, and I'll think, maybe that's it, I found it. This actually is Hailsham. Then I see it's impossible and I go on driving, my thoughts drifting on elsewhere. In particular, there are those pavilions. I spot them all over the country, standing on the far side of playing fields, little white prefab buildings with a row of windows unnaturally high up, tucked almost under the eaves. I think they built a whole lot like that in the fifties and sixties, which is probably when ours was put up. If I drive past one, I keep looking over to it for as long as possible, one day I'll crash the car like that, but I keep doing it. Not long ago I was driving through an empty stretch of Worcestershire and saw one beside a cricket ground so like ours at Hailsham I actually turned the car and went back for a second look. 
We loved our sports pavilion. Maybe because it reminded us of those sweet little cottages people always had in picture books when we were young. I can remember us back in the juniors, pleading with guardians to hold the next lesson in the pavilion instead of the usual room. Then, by the time we were in senior two, when we were twelve, going on thirteen, the pavilion had become the place to hide out with your best friends when you wanted to get away from the rest of Hailsham. The pavilion was big enough to take two separate groups without them bothering each other. In the summer, a third group could hang about out on the veranda, but ideally you and your friends wanted the place just to yourselves, so there was often jockeying and arguing. The guardians were always telling us to be civilised about it, but in practice you needed to have some strong personalities in your group to stand a chance of getting the pavilion during a break or free period. I wasn't exactly the wilting type myself, but I suppose it was really because of Ruth we got in there as often as we did. Usually we just...